Bonjour. Welcome to Shoot the Defence. I'm your host, Phil. I've got Steve here. I've got Rodri Geeks. Gentlemen, how are we? How the devil are we? Well, good, mate. Are you? Excellent, mate. I'm good, mate. I'm good. Is, is my sound quality all right, by the way? Because I've got these new speakers. I don't know. A bit so, mu- oh. I've just had to put mine up. I thought it might have been a bit muffled there. Thought it a bit might echoey. Have been... a bit echoey, but no. Yeah, echoey. Yeah, all right, let me see if I can talk. Let me see if I can change it. Hang about. Fuck's sake, man. Yes. What about now? Better. Rod? Yeah, it's not better, but all this should have been done before you were talking crap, before you went information. It should all be done. Shut up. Spe- uh, talking crap, what do you mean how you only got 33 points in FPL on the weekend? Like I, like I said before, the quote is, the, do- the sun shines on a dog's ass once in a while. That's a good quote. That I've always liked that quote. Listen, my friend, we're talking about being a, a marathon, not a sprint, right? Yeah, exactly. I've, I've, pra- I've you know, I've praised that all season. Have you taken your eye off the ball then? Have you been too busy to change your team? No. Why am I bottom? No, I'm just... I'm asking. <laughs> oh, all right. because, I'm, I'm asking. I'm asking. The reason why I'm asking is because okay. it's double game week, isn't it? Who's bottom? Well, for now, me. But oh, right, okay. Difference. Just letting the people know where we're at. Yeah, let, let them know. But we'll have the, when we have this conversation again on Monday, we'll see. We'll see who's going to be bottom of the league. Well, on yeah. Monday, I'll have a totally different team. See, I know my team now. You can't obviously see it, but you'll see it after okay. Wednesday, right. Thursday. Okay. All right. Big Uri change Geller. round. Big change. Okay. Okay, Yuri Geller. Bending spoons and all that. All right. All right. You know, so how is everyone anyway? not used me free hit yet. You know, Stez has already burned that bridge. What about your wild card? You use your wild card for this, this section? Uh, I'm not sure. Not how many, I don't think I've used any cards. Just free-flowing. I used triple captain and Salah got me some points, which I'm quite pleased about. Yeah, I've had tri- yeah triple captain. That's the one I've used, yeah. And I used my wild card after like the third game of the season. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, you've got, no, you got another. Yeah, I know. So I've got one for this, this yeah. stage. Of, yeah. Long way to go. What, we in February? No, March around the corner. Make two, two and a half months. Long way to go. Mm, mm. Okay. All right. You been good, Steve? Yeah, I'm really good. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So, um, we, we spoke about the title race weeks ago, and we said it's far from over because if Liverpool win their games in hand, if 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 buts and maybes, now we're almost there. Really, they got leads at the. Oh, they got leads tomorrow. Sorry, win that. They're three points behind City, but your boy Steve. 3-2 defeat against Spurs. And to be honest, mate, the, looking at the way Spurs played, the way they set up, got men behind the ball, and referring back to what you said last season about City struggling against teams that play three at the back, um, I wouldn't say the victory was a surprise because anything can happen in football, obviously. But no one really expected it, to be fair, did they? Majority no, people, yeah. no, so credit to Tottenham. They were excellent. City were good. You know, they're always good at the Etihad. They didn't really disappoint other than the result, uh, but they weren't sparkling. And uh, obviously that agenda about them not having a centre-forward and, and when they try to get one uh, with four increased bids, he ends up, you know, playing well and winning the game for Tottenham on, on the same event. So that, that'll that run and run again. Um, and will it come to their cost in the end? I don't think it will, but possibly it did at weekend. So where did it go wrong for City then? Because I I, I looked at the, the line that they played and they played very, very high, but then Spurs played very, very deep. Yeah. Um, so was it the fact that they were caught napping? Because let's be 100% honest, the, the winner, I don't know what Carl Walker was doing. And then again, I don't know what um, uh, what the left-back was doing for the cross in the box. Yeah. Um, so are we talking about laps of concentration here or, or fatigue creeping in? Well, I think Kyle Walker, I don't think he's lost his pace. He doesn't carry any weight. But since that bit of ill-discipline in the Champions League, getting a Champions League ban, I think he's possibly lost a little bit of trust. And I do think he's he's fantastic. But I also don't think he defends the back post well when crosses come in from that side. And he nearly always heads him out for a corner uh, when he wins the header because his body shape is wrong and he should be half and half. Um, basically where you can see both goalkeepers one by your side and obviously looking up the pitch but his, his shoulders are always closed and I think in that moment Kane's got over the top of him early and uh, scored a fantastic goal that 
maybe only he could have scored. Um, so cre- credit to them. It was a great cross and finish and unpicking it without, without getting carried away about City. I think Rodri's been superb in the middle of the pitch, but Tottenham wanted to play on the counter-attack and they did it very well. And when City are up against a counter-attacking team, Fernandinho is the best at stopping it with fouls, tactical fouls, and of course, genuine tackles. So I think they possibly missed a trick by not playing in there. Um, but like I say, I thought City were, were pretty good, but Tottenham were excellent. And, you know, it's no disgrace. The run City have been on getting beat by a team out of the top six or seven, and that's that's what happened. And Rod, Spurs went into this game form a bit iffy, you know, and I think someone was saying yesterday that Antonio Conte hadn't lost four games in a row or something along those lines ever. And um, <clears throat> here they were going into this game at the Etihad against the champions and they put in a very, very good performance. I think Bentancor looked a bit uh, off the pace in the first 15, 20 minutes, but, you know, let's be honest, he's, he's still settling in. Um, but Son and Kane were absolutely phenomenal, weren't they? Yeah, it's um, it's what it's what you want as players. Um, well, maybe not if you've if you've lost three in a row, but the real players that's that's what you want to do. You want to go into going to City's back garden and you know it, it's win or bust. And and it, you know usually in a season when the team beats you, usually have a bogey team in in a season. And obviously, City's this year is it, Tottenham and. You know, beating him at the start of the season, and then again today, it's just it just happens that way sometimes. I don't know why, but you know, Harry Kane chooses to, to to have his best game of the season and win February. So um, yeah, Son and, and Kane, they can be difference makers. It's, it's as simple as that. City have got them all over the pitch. They just they just didn't turn up on the day, uh, and Tottenham's did, uh, and that was the difference. Got a comment here from from Gosta um, from the Gate Seven International podcast. He said, uh, "Pity me, my mates in the UK made me a Spurs fan." <laughs> Do you think the City game was a turning point for Spurs and Harry Kane? Top four possible. That's a twofold question, and it's a great segue onto what I wanted to dis- discuss, and that's Harry Kane. Now, a lot of the talk at the beginning of the season was really wanted he joined City. He wanted to leave Spurs. He did a U turn. City were obviously in the hunt to sign him. And Steve, I'm, I'm pretty sure you were very, very excited or wanted Harry Kane to, to join City. Now, this guy, as Rod said, he, he hasn't had a great season, but he's showed up in a game like this. What what do you think um, turned things around for him? Do you think it was the fact that it was City and he wanted to remind them? But at the same time, he's, he's a consummate pro, right? So surely he should be raising his game for every game. Yeah, not not easy. You 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 you're playing the wrong way mostly, facing the wrong way. You're up against two really good, quick young centre halves every week. You're having for the team to drop into your own half to help out with the the block. I think they call it these days. Then you've got to receive it on the half turn to help the team on the counter attack. And this is somebody who does his best stuff in the penalty area. I just think Tottenham were devastatingly good to get into the uh, channels against City because City leave those fullback areas open because. Basically, they're either down the wing or they're in centre midfield. And there was an opportunity for Spurs to raid down the right and left wing, which isn't often you know, available for them. Once they did, they also got the, the, the final ball across. And that's what he thrives upon. And you only have to look at the Euros. He was written off. He was having a poor Euros. He ends up being one of the players of the tournament by the end of it. I think he does it in bundles. Um, I'm not sure he's obviously um, like a week-in, week-out man you know, anymore, you know, who is, it's so hard to be that player, but I just think every three or four games that he doesn't go, I think he's more likely to go three or four games with, and I think that's probably where it's just about at, especially going into the game on Wednesday, which is Burnley, who who did win away at Brighton, but it's a good fixture for Tottenham and for Harry Kane on Wednesday. And Rod, do you think top four is now a, a big possibility for Spurs? It's a big win, it'll do their confidence the world of good. And as Steve said, they've got Burnley next. A so win there, it's getting a bit close, isn't it? Yeah, it, it should. But you know, you could, you wouldn't be surprised if it, you come away with, with Burnley winning that game. So, you know, they've lost three games for re- for a reason. That they're obviously not consistent enough, and they haven't got the players that Conte wants. Um, they should really go on and. and 
and beat Burnley and press on now as a team. But you know we've not seen it this season, so it's going to be close though between Arsenal, United, and and Tottenham now because you know, they've all had good results on the weekend, and um, yeah, it's coming to them where now where uh, and and United are coming into a, a run of games now that. You know, it's going to be tough in March. I think it's Liverpool, City, Madrid and someone else in there as well. Maybe Spurs as well. So, it's um, it's going to go to the wire. But, yeah, it's going to be f- between them three teams. I see West Ham tailing off. That You know, that it's finally catching up with him. The European, the, the, the long season with not a massive squad. Yes, they've got a good squad but not a, a massive squad with, with depth and quality. So that's going to catch up with him. And, and it looks like we're seeing that. Um, and who else is in there? That's it. Isn't it? Pot, you know, Wolves. You know, at Wolves, at Wolves, Wolves could be, could be a, a late shout because they're not, they don't concede many goals, but they don't score many either. So you just worry on that. But with them not conceding, you've got, they've always got a chance. So Tottenham's next three games are Burnley, Leeds and Everton. Now, okay, it's not a dead cert, but you can see them getting nine point nine points out of that before getting to the Man United game. That being said, so it's thing- just now you say that, but these teams they're fighting for their lives now down there. You know, Leeds need a win. Do you think Everton are really fighting though, the way that they've yeah. been playing lately. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, people, Norwich are picking up results. Watford are picking up results. Burnley have just picked up results. Plus, they've got games in hand. It's all right. These Everton saying, oh, they've got the squad. They've got the squad. They need to start picking up results because these teams are nicking results here and, here and there. It's all right. Everton, oh, they're too good to go down. We've seen it before. Teams are not too good to go down. If they haven't got the right mindset, it doesn't matter who the manager is. You know, he's not a he's not a will beater. He was a will beater as a player, but he's not as a manager. Yeah, he's not proved that anyway. So, it's a big job for him. What I will say in terms of Tottenham's top four hopes, and I know it's an obvious one, but they've conceded 31 goals this season, I think, and they've scored 31. So, scoring obviously ain't a problem. Uh, because they've scored more than Wolves. Uh, but at the same time, they're not keeping clean sheets. And you can't expect to get top four if you're not keeping clean sheets. Uh, I, I think it's going to be very difficult. But at the same time, you know, they don't have Europe to, to contend with. Okay, they've got the FA Cup, but they don't have the distraction of European football. I, I still think that the fourth place will either go to Man United or, or Arsenal. Um that's just my honest opinion. I don't know. What do you guys think? I fancy United. Um, first of all, they're in the spot to begin with. They've got something to hold on to. Um, a big point is I think they've got the best team, which makes me believe that's why they're fourth at the moment. But a big crucial point, I think, going with what Rodri was saying about the fixture, it's not a pile-up. You know, It's what you want. You want big games. But I actually think Manchester United have got the better bench you saw it yesterday. You know they're not they're not like um, high tariff players that came on, but it was a great substitution. They both scored. Rashford didn't get on. Um, you know Cavani, wherever he is, will probably play again. I just think United have got better depth, better quality to cope with uh, the running. Rod, what about you? Tottenham top four. Um. I would like to think United, like everything that Stez has just said, but we've not seen it this season. And when it's come against the, the top teams, they've put them to the sword and put them to the sword, you know, very, very easily. So, w- will that change? Uh, I don't know. And there's two or three games there that, that I don't, two, at least two games that I don't see him winning out of the four, which is, yeah. I think, which is, is it. Is it Liverpool or is it City? Is it? In, I don't can't remember. Yeah, it would be Liverpool and City. Yeah, Liverpool. It was last time, wasn't it? it? Yeah, so Liverpool, City, Madrid, and Tottenham. I think it is. So you know, Liverpool and City. I don't see him getting anything. Anything. Not after not after this season. Not what I've seen. Um, they 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 play for forty five minutes against these elite teams that are Liverpool and Manchester City, and they they'll. they'll 
put them to the sword. It only takes five, ten minutes, and these teams will finish you three or four goals. So um, you'd like to think that they've got their act together now. But, um, you know, Leeds scored two goals in 30 seconds yesterday. Oh, OK. Well, you know what? You've, um, you've segued the, the next question. Uh, that's about the, uh, the United, the Man United-Leeds United game. We, we know the history between the two clubs. There's no love loss whatsoever. It's, it's always going to be a hostile atmosphere at Ellen Road, regardless of the, the opposition. But when United come to town, it's, uh, it's even more... Yeah. Um, but yeah, as you said, uh, Leeds scored twice, two in the space of a minute and a half or something along those lines. But United bossed the first half. Man United bossed that, that first half. Leeds came out in the second half. But when it went to 2-2, part of me thought this could be a, a massive capitulation for Man United because given the directness, given the aggression that Leeds showed, they were out of the traps in the second half and they were really putting in some challenges that were, were meaty. That being said, on the flip side, I was saying to myself, number one, Leeds always concede goals and there's going to be more goals in this game. And number two, this is a test of character for Man United because we saw against Aston Villa how Villa came back into the game. United almost lost that. But going to Ellen Road, in those conditions as well, because that pitch was, you know, 1970s, 1980s, right? Um, and as I mentioned, with the tackles flying in, I thought some United players might go hiding. But at the same time, I was like, right, this is your time to show that you've got the minerals to get a victory. And lo and behold, you know, one of the standout players was a guy that came on, Fred, who, let's be honest, he's, people will say that he's not United quality, but what is United quality these days? He came on, he scored the goal to make it 3-2, and then Langer made it 4-2, and that was it. Um, but in terms of United's overall play, Rod, uh, especially that second half, what do you make of their attitude and their commitment and the way that they were going in for those challenges? Because McTominay was like a man possessed. Yeah, when they went to 2-2, two, two, it, it was never a thought. This is just surprising, really. It was never a thought in my mind that we're going to lose this, which is surprising because, just, like you said, they were playing so well and there was no places to hide. Any, you know, They needed everyone uh, and and everyone turned up. Shaw was pl- putting it in. You know, Lindelof was bringing the ball out very well and, and creating opportunities. Same with Maguire. They've obviously s- seen that before the game and made that a key area where, you know, it's one on two with the centre halves and, and one of them it, it gives a chance as a chance to bring it out. Then, then they, they need to do that and they did it very very well. And they created a goal from it. So, yeah, they played well. R- Ronaldo was was quiet, but it doesn't really matter. We won the game. You, you know, if you. People saying, "Oh, he doesn't score. He doesn't create." I, I disagree. You know, it it was his move that that brought the space for Lindelof to go into. If he doesn't run into that space or run move that centre half away, that space is not there. So you know, he's run, he's still working off the ball to create space. So I, I just disagree with that. And yeah, everyone, like Stez says that, like you said, sorry, the the, the substitutes coming on and doing very well. Langer scoring and Fred doing very very well as well. So, yeah, it was, a, it was a good day all around. Steve, when Pogba went off, I'm sure a lot of eyebrows were raised, especially given who came on for him. But the one thing I will say about Fred, um, and don't get me wrong, I think Pogba is a far better footballer than him. Mm. But Fred appears to have, he's more dynamic. He's got more in the tank. He likes to buzz about more. You don't see that from Pogba. Do you think Pogba would have made that run that Fred did no. to get the goal? No chance. So, he is underrated, isn't he? Let's be real. He's underrated, Fred. Well, straight away, he balances the team up better because he's left-footed. So, in the middle of the pitch, you've got a right-footer and a left-footer. Um, not saying that right-footers can't play together, but Pogba wants to stay on the ball. He wants to play behind the ball. And it was an overlap first, but, you know, for Fred's goal, um, which I don't think Pogba would have made. The bigger point for me, Stel, sorry to, to jump ahead, I can always come back to that, is... I think the data is building up now that Manchester United's best performances and results are when Rashford doesn't play. Um, I think the game is over too quickly when he plays. I think they find him with the ball uh, because they have hope. And I think he he runs very, very quick. We know that from the halfway line. And the moves are over. But he didn't play against Brentford after his pathetic performance against Aston Villa. Although he came on and did well as an impact. 
and he wasn't used yesterday. And I just think Manchester United have got more control. I think it brings the best out of Fernandez, definitely. And I think it brings the best out of Ronaldo. Maybe less obvious yesterday, but it will do. And it's because Rashford isn't playing that United have, uh, have, have had the best performances in the, in, in the last month, in my opinion. Um, you could possibly say the same about Pogba, but I'm going to give him a little bit more grace. Do you think at the minute he's, he's more of an impact sub? I do totally, Rod, yeah. Um, I mean, he's done himself loads of favours, uh, but it can obviously be, you know, be classed as harm because he's doing his stuff. When he came off the bench away at Brentford, he was devastatingly good Rashford. And then when he starts, he's not. So your evidence is, is, is there. You know, the phrase, the proof in the pudding. His starts aren't very good. And his substitute impact is good. And yesterday, they've put in a performance that has put some hope into the supporters without him. So the evidence is there. I think with the, with the Fred substitution, I think even myself was like, oh, that, that's a puzzling one. But, you know, let's wait and see what happens. But I think if you look at it in history, that Ralph Ramitz, he's learning from... His mistakes from not making substitutes early and freshening things up, especially with the pitch yesterday, it would have been heavy. You know, Fred's got a, a good legs, and like Stead says, he gives balance to the team. And you know, everyone was questioning it, but you know, I must admit the way the way I saw it with the lads that I watched it with, there was a five minute spell before Fred came on where Fernandez was coming into his own half to receive the ball. Um, and I think that Fred came on. I know he scored in the penalty area, but I think Fred came on to bring discipline to the middle of the pitch, to release Fernandez further higher up the pitch again, instead of having him to drop short for the ball. And obviously, you saw that later on with the way Fernandez was in the box, was one of his best performances of the season. <laughs> Steve, before we talk about Leeds, very quickly, Jaden Sancho. Yeah, it's getting um, getting better. Yeah, this is what I'm about to say. It's almost. I think yesterday was probably his best performance all round for United. Yes. Um, dropping deep, he was beating players. Uh, it was. I think his decision making in the final third has improved. Now, yeah. I don't know whether it's because of the head coach or Rangnick, so, so to speak, that he's given him more freedom because mm. it seems to be that with with Rashford not on that left hand side. Yeah, it's almost if Sancho is able to to come as his own. Perhaps Rashford yeah. has been holding San, uh, Sancho back a little bit. Oh, definitely, that means, yeah. definitely. That, that being said, that being said, this is going to sound really bad, but again, going back to Leeds, they always concede, man. So they're always going to give him opportunities. Am I doing him a disservice here? Um, well, Sancho had the Euro miss penalty. Was definitely unfit when he arrived at Manchester United for probably not doing much training for himself. We know it's a good squad, largely, and uh, he fell down the pecking order. You just feel now that fitness is improved, performance is improved, confidence is improved. And, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, this is an open house on Rashford. He has got a better last pass than Rashford. He can pick teammates out better than Rashford, right foot, left foot. Eventually, he will start to score goals and he will absolutely showcase himself to the world that he's a Man United player and he's better than Rashford. He's making baby steps in that direction now, Stel. In my opinion, we don't know what the private conversations are, but you get the feeling he's been told he's going to get a run of games now. He is ahead of Rashford and um, he deserves to be because he's a better footballer. Rod, thoughts on Sancho? Um, yeah, didn't do himself any favours, you know, with the, with the late uh, holiday, coming back unfit. Uh, but yeah, he seems to be coming to his own now. I'm going to give him the, the, the benefit of the doubt. You know, he, he's come to a new club, a big club, and he's took time to settle in. And yeah, you can see, you can slowly see the quality that he's got. You like to see the pace going that way as, as well as that way. Um yeah, that's only going to come. But the, the, the attacking prowess he's got, you know, with scoring goals, with setting up goals, he's got quick feet. He seems to be strong, that, that low sense of gravity. You know, he seems to be always got a smile on his face now. So, yeah, if it, what, Alanga should have scored when he's basically set it on a plate for him, mm. uh, when he's done great work on the, on the, on the sideline, taking three people on. 
and uh, just place laying on a plate for him. But yeah, he's he's coming on now as a winger. Very very good, very very good, and just needs to go from strength to strength now, and it needs help. But um, yeah, Rashford's you know that should make Rashford better, uh, in my opinion. He should be looking at him and thinking that shouldn't be happening. I have to sort my game out because mm. you know I've been here three or four years now in the first team, and someone's just come in and and, and took my t- took my took my place, and, and he shouldn't be happy about it. So we'll see the character of him because you know he shouldn't be sat on the bench with the quality he possesses and the quality we've seen from him. Um, he shouldn't be sat on the bench, but he is through the quality of Sancho. All right, let's talk about Leeds then. I know it's going to be another inquisition, especially when, or should I say inquest, when it comes to um, Marcelo Bielsa. Jesse Marsh has been linked with a job. I know a lot of Leeds fans don't want to see Bielsa go. That being said, we can say that Calvin Phillips was a big loss for him yesterday. I don't know about Bielsa still, man. I'm, I'm still leaning towards the fact that he, he's got no plan B and he's very, very stubborn in his approach to games. We saw that, I think, was it Strike that went off injured? Was it Strike or was it Koch that went off injured? I can't remember with the... Who, came, who went off injured with the head injury yesterday? I can't remember which... Was it Koch, yeah? So, they've got makeshift back four as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't sign anyone in January to, to, lead, to, to lead the line up front. So, obviously, goals are a problem. Um, okay, I think they're the highest goal scorers in terms of teams down in the bottom six or seven, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they're 15th and they've got 29 goals, whereas Everton have got 28, Newcastle and 26. Um, but all this talk about him potentially being replaced leads his situation in terms of uh, their, their league position, the defensive frailties. Are they going to slip into the, the bottom, the bottom three? No. No? No, but they don't convince me either. Uh, he's won one trophy in 40 years, and that's the English Championship. Um, he has given them identity. Um, you know, this fast and furious football, this following people all around the pitch. Um, obviously, you know, they've got a lot of injuries. And uh, everyone, when they win, say, oh, it's great when, when how they do it. But as you quite rightly say, Stel, they do it without centre-forward. They've not got centre-forward on the bench. The three English lads, although Cooper is a Scottish international, but English, Cooper, Phillips and Bamford, a bit like Leicester City, it's a massive void in their team. Um, but I do think they will always have that home advantage. Didn't work for them yesterday. And that uh, those running legs that will see three teams worse than them in the division. But they and him don't convince me either. Rod, leaving Rafinha on the bench, what do you think the thought process behind that was? Because he's clearly their best player. Yeah, he's obviously something's happened happened there because didn't didn't he take him off early for the game before as well? Half time game before, wasn't it? Yeah, so obviously something's happened or something that he doesn't like, but yeah, it's a puzzling one because he is their their, their best player, like you say. So uh, he come on and got and got a goal. So, but it still wouldn't have changed the outcome. You know, the the far too open, far too open against better sides. They're gonna, you're gonna see the result you seen yesterday. Yes, they're exciting to watch, but you know, it, it's a, it's it's tough playing that all year, every year, week in, week out. Must be tough. What about Wolves then, boys? They got a good win against Leicester City. Leicester seems to be on the decline at the moment, but Wolves don't seem to concede that many goals. And uh, while at the beginning of the season they were struggling to score, they're now getting victories and. They're really creeping up the table slowly, slowly. They're only two points behind Arsenal. I think they're four behind United, but two games in hand. They've got Arsenal next. I don't know that. I think they've got a chance of sneaking in, man. Outside chance. I hope so. I hope so. It'd be really refreshing. They're brilliant. Uh, like I say, you don't give them too... We give them a lot of respect, but you don't give them too much notice. And uh, you just think other oh, clubs' history that will... Uh, will, will be enough for them to be, you know, the size of these clubs for them to be in the top spots, but they just keep quietly going about their business. As you say, they're miserly in defence, but they've got so much talent when they get the ball at the feet and move the ball around as well. They're, they're, they're excellent and certainly not to be dismissed. 
the thing is, they um they didn't have as much possession as as uh, Leicester. They didn't have as many shots on goal as Leicester. But on that counter attack, Semedo on the on the right, Nuri on the left, Neves is just different different gravy uh, in the middle of the park. And I think Dendonka, he's another one that's very underrated. You know, he's he's a unit, and he knows how to win the ball as well. Yeah, yeah, and he was close enough to score at Tottenham last week in the six-yard box. So, obviously, very fit, great goalkeeper, really refreshing head coach. Um, yeah, the 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 fan, the fantastic, really, really, really good. And I think the supporters are brilliant. It's a bit of a fortress for them, and um, now they've got something going really good. The fact that they were happy to let Trara go mm. and loan to uh, to Barcelona. Just shows that they've got a lot more in their locker than what people think. Because people were saying, "Oh, you know, he's just a speed merchant, and they they rely on his pace and his power, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. But they play the ball very, very well. They're, they're solid yeah. defensively. They're, they're very well organised. Connor Cody has been absolutely superb. Um, you know, the EPL points say enough, really. Um, but yeah, I, I'd be very, very um, keen to see how they go on the rest of the season. Perhaps injuries and fatigue might take its toll, but. You never know, man. Stranger things have happened. Yeah, they're good. They've they're got good. a they've got a very very good midfield, very experienced, good footballers, um, and like you say, Connor Cody and the boy up front. They're they're a solid team, but like they say, the midfielder they've got a trio of uh, very good footballers. Neto's back as well, which is a, a big big boost for him. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's decent in. Mm. What about Leicester? That's, then? Why of, that's, why, that's why they probably would get rid of Jota because they had him coming through. Don't they? Oh. True, very true. So Leicester have gone they six games well, in the last couple of uh, last year or so, haven't they? Jota, sorry to interrupt, Jota, um, the Triore. No, where's 40, 50 million quid? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Absolutely. And still, Absolutely. you know, still six or seventh, and if they win the games around, go fourth. So, no, quietly going hey, about. When you've got Jorge Mendes in the background as well, you can practically bring any Brazilian or Portuguese player in, can't he? Really good. Chinese backers, loads of money there. See? No, but you still got, you've still, you know, you, it's it's a new manager. He had a slow start and now, you know, he, he's obviously embedded his tactics and what he wants across to the players and they're, they're buying in and you've seen the results from it. They don't concede many. Uh, and when you don't concede many, you've always got a chance of winning games. The thing is, they, they started off the season. If you look at the results, the results weren't great, but the performances did. They were playing well, yeah, weren't they? Yeah. I remember we played against them. We were lucky to beat them. They they, they should they outplayed us on the day, but we, we got the result. Um, and there was a few games like that for them at the start of the season. But yeah, they, they look decent now. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, Bruno who? Right? Bruno Lager. No, I'm saying the manager's gone. It went. Oh, Bruno. Oh. What is it? Bruno Lager, his name? Is, is his first name Bruno? I don't even know. I don't fuck know. I don't know. Anyway. Um, yeah, Leicester, six games without a win. See him in Cyprus soon. Huh? Sorry, go on. Who? Who are you going to no, see? No, nothing, nothing. Go on. Who, Brendan Rodgers? No, the, 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 the manager from Tottenham. You know, when they're on the down slope, you probably go, you know, they'll end up at Cyprus, don't they? No, 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 no. They, they they go to they go to like uh, the Australian league. Oh, okay, Australian. You know, because you're the one that's been criticising the Australian league, my friend. No, no, I wasn't criticising. <laughs> I was just saying it's not the Premiership. All right, okay. okay. As I was saying it, I was thinking, shit, he's uh-huh. played in Australia. <laughs> but I wasn't being disrespectful. I wasn't being like disrespectful. It's a shit league. I mean, it's not the Premier League. That's what I was meaning. He's not watching. Don't worry. Don't worry. But yeah, man, <laughs> Le- 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 Leicester. Jesus Christ. Without, without Jamie Vardy, they're struggling, man. Struggling. Yeah. Is, is that a coincidence? Is that a quinky dink? Well, st- well, no, it's the obvious. It's the obvious. Plus, um, Johnny Evans that we talk about quite a lot. Madison was ill yesterday. Um phew. But it's obviously it's obviously the big Mrs. Vardy. And what I can't imagine he comes back after this layoff. Like he's been well he's done well with injuries in his career. Then every time he got a little injury, he has come back okay. But this long spell now, God knows how he'll come back either. 
And uh, let's not forget as well, you know, it's a young lad at left back. Um, you know, Chilwell was initially in this in 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 the start of it all. Um, yeah, the, 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 the centre back who broke his leg in pre season for Farner. Yeah. If you actually had to say who were Leicester's, if it was the start of the season, say who were Leicester's three best players, I think almost to a man, we would say Johnny Evans, Fafana and Vardy, and they're all out injured. I think Pereira, the right back, would be out in with shot as well, because I think he's been great since, since joining them. Yeah. Okay. But he's had injury problems as well. Yeah. And Madison, and he's not playing. He was just ill, wasn't he? Do you think that um, on-off situation with Arsenal has kind of done a Harry Kane for, for Madison in the sense that his, his head was turned and no. perhaps he's not as... No? No, well, he's, he's been brilliant for the last six weeks. He was just... His eyes were in going in the back of his head, weren't they, in the last game and, and he was brought off um, and didn't start the next game. But I think he's been... I think he's been brilliant for six or eight weeks. There's not many... There's not many playing that number 10 position, you know, well. Um... You know, he's he's as good as anybody at it. You know, they've tried Grealish at it at City, can't do it. They tried Lingard at it at United, can't do it, although he played well there for West Ham. Uh that that attacking that attacking midfield just behind the striker role. I'm not suggesting he will get in the England squad, but if you look at Bowen at West Ham and, and Madison, um who who take up those areas to get on the ball, they're probably the two best at it in the Premier League. All right, well, what about Chelsea then, boys? They got a, a victory against Crystal Palace. Hard-fought victory. Goal right at the end from Ziyech. All the talk is about Lukaku, and I think he only had like seven touches, which is the, the least amount of t- touches for a player since Opta stats were invented. Now, I don't want to make this all about Lukaku, but it seems to me that that centre-forward position at Chelsea appears to be some sort of a poison chalice at the moment, since mm-hmm. Diego Costa, and even Drogba, obviously. They haven't really found that centre forward that can get them 20, 25 goals. And listen, Lukaku's got the ability to do so. And people will say, well, you know, those comments he made about Inter Milan and his heart's not really in it. I just think that he's going through a pretty bad patch at the moment and, and he'll come good eventually. I don't know. What do you lot think? I'll let Rodri speak first on that. You think he'll come good? Well, maybe next season will be easier. I don't think it's going to work out at all. He's pretty much laid his bed now. and For a player to have seven touches in a football match, that's that's. I don't care what formation you play. As a football player, you want to touch the ball and you have to go looking for it. You have to go working for it. And he doesn't work hard enough. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. He's got the frame. He's got the ability to play that role. But he hasn't got it in him, in his heart to work. She doesn't. So, you know, for having, for a player like that, a ninety million pound player to have seven touches in a game, it's just a joke. It is. I actually watched it today. The whole seven touches, uh, and it's just, it's just embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It doesn't so, matter what. It doesn't matter what formation, whatever. You know, your Chelsea football team. You've got players around you. That uh, are very good, and you're telling me that's just him basically hiding behind centre halves, or just not making space, or running in channels, or dropping off, or what, whatever is required. The seven touches is just unacceptable for a player of his quality in a team of that quality. The thing is, to be fair, I think this is well. I mean, I, I can't remember the last time he had such a bad season in terms of uh, goal scoring. So, is it Chelsea? Yeah, is it, is it mentality gone I think it's Chelsea. Yeah, we've said on this show loads of times, Chelsea are outstanding at scoring from crosses and scoring from corners. Now that's not to say that should still be up his up in his wheelhouse. Really, that should be still up his street. But at the same time, uh, I don't think they flow through the middle of the pitch enough. Um, if you're Mason Mount and you're in the team, um, he wants to shoot. If you're Ross Barkley and you're in the team, he wants to shoot. If you are Ziyech and you're in the team, he wants to shoot. Whereas, again, let's use Manchester City as an example. 
uh, playing without a centre forward, but there's enough bodies up there. They're sharing the ball around the box, waiting for the perfect moment. Nobody really wants to pull the trigger. At Chelsea, they either cross it or they shoot from 22 yards. I'm not surprised he doesn't get a touch. Now, people have been saying that they've got a striker out on loan at uh, Southampton that can do a better job than Lukaku, which I think is quite unfair. And it's easy to, to kick a £90 million player while he's down. And don't get me wrong, I'm not here to defend Lukaku in any way, shape or form. But there's obviously something wrong here. Now, people can say it's his mentality. People can say it's the service. But is it a collective? Mm. Is it, is it a collective? And, and, and let's be honest. I mean, I know Tuchel came out to say, you know, we're, he's our player and we're going to defend him. And he said all the right things. But is there something right between them two? No. no. I think we've absolutely covered Chelsea superbly, uh, genuinely between us. I think Rodri got it perfect. Seven touches is a disgrace. And you've got to work harder to get on the ball. He doesn't work hard enough. I think there's a tick next to that. I'm suggesting that they, they thrive by putting the ball in from crosses. But any attacking midfield player wants to shoot straight away and get on the score sheet. So that's starving him of any service. And I don't think he was ever a two-shell sign. And I thought it was an idea of the, I obviously don't know this, but the owner from the Champions League, we have just done this. Strengthen while you're at your best. I am going to get you a £100 million striker. I think it was presented to Tuchel. I don't believe that Tuchel recruited him. I really don't. Only a gut feeling. In in that case then, boys, who comes in? Because if Lukaku is sold, hypothetically speaking, who comes in to, to get Chelsea's goals? Because it seems to me that they're getting goals from all over the pitch. And I saw a stat today. I think the games that Lukaku has played in, Chelsea will average 1.5 goals a game. The games that he doesn't play in, they average 2.5 goals a game. Mm-hmm. Well, well, that tells you everything, doesn't it? Mm. Well, Tilo's come out with one. It's a mixture of the two, not playing to his strengths and Lukaku being a lazy bastard. Yeah, that's what, that, that's 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 my point too. We've seen it. We've seen it at United. We've seen it. This is why we we we, we can we can speak on it so well because we've seen it at United. Yes, he'll score your goals, but you know his touch. And his work rate, it's just not up to par as of a top striker that you'd expect. You know, Sergio Aguero wasn't the most hard working his player, but he scored goals for fun. He knew where to be in the box. He knew where to be. He was a goal scorer. Lukaku doesn't possess them, them, them powers. Um, you know, Wayne Rooney worked his balls off. Look at Harry Kane worked his balls off. Diego Costa worked his balls off. Cavani works his balls off. They're all hard working. You know, do do the all the all round stuff. And I don't see Lukaku doing that. All right. Um, which game shall we touch on briefly? Burnley. Yeah, we got Burnley. Burnley beating my mate's team. Yeah. Just Three a great one. win. Jesus Christ. Give that's them hope. Well, do you know what? I, I watched the um, the Burnley-Liverpool game and I think Burnley were quite unlucky not to, to come away with at least a point in that game, especially the chances they had first half. I went to that um, stand. I went to the game. Yeah? Mm. What did you make of that one? You think Burnley were a bit unlucky in that one? Um, well, they weren't, they weren't very good. Um, they had five corners, three of which never got past the front post. One was a foul on the goalkeeper. And one was punched by the goalkeeper. But they were offside seven times. So they don't help themselves. So I can't really stick up for them on that. Offside seven times. If it was a, if it was a grassroots team, a primary school team, or, or you were the manager of your child's football team, and they were offside seven times, I would imagine you'd bring them in and suggest, listen, we can't make any progress because you're offside. And, and you would obviously teach them how to do it. Seven times offside in the Premier League is, is not on. But they did have three chances, two with Vegos, who was just coming to the club, um, who hasn't got any pace, but he's got a lot of heart and legs. And one from Rodriguez, who's just come back into the team, who who uh, should have lifted it over the goalkeeper. So for that alone, Burnley could have actually been 3-0. Um, but I have to say, 
poor from set plays, seven offsides, and Liverpool controlled the game. So it was a fair result in the end, but but Burnley could have done better with the scoreline. There was one moment, I think we put it in the WhatsApp group, where Mee's almost scored an own goal and he's laughing yeah. about it. The right-back's put it out for a corner and he's laughing about it. And I'm thinking... Yeah, are they resigned to the fact that they're going down? And then they go to, to Brighton yeah. and they absolutely wallop them. Well, I'm happy to swallow it still because I was still there in an empty stadium at full time. Um, well, not an empty, at full time as the ref blew his whistle. And the Burnley, Sean Dye shook Klopp's hand, shook the official's hand, polite support, uh, clapping for his own supporters straight off the pitch. And I thought that was superb. No, no fannying about. Three or four of his team are on the pitch waving at the families. Just catch up with your family later. I couldn't believe it. Uh, I'm not sure about it when you win, but at least you've got good merit to do it when you've won. A bit of a celebration. Enjoy the moment. I, I, I'm not that much of a, of a of a misery guts, but to be on the pitch waving at your family at full time and you've beaten 1-0, I just thought these lot are too comfortable losing. And I, I said it, but then they've gone to Brighton and won 3-0. So then equally, every credit to them, that's a brilliant result. Rod, what do you make of this Vegor skeezer that's coming to replace Chris Wood? He, he scored against uh, Brighton, and Sean Dyche said that he's a breath of fresh air. Now he did a lot of running against Liverpool. And I don't know whether we went off with cramp or got a, he got a, he got a dead leg, a bang on the hip still. Right. Okay. So there you go. There you go. But um, yeah, he seems to be a, a bit of a pain in the ass. Yeah, I like the look of him. I like the look of him when he played uh, against United. He puts himself about. Big unit. Um, good on the ball. Obviously, he can score as well. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good find. Um, is it an upgrade from Chris Wood? Possibly. Possibly. So, yeah, it's it's a good find. And um, um, I like the look of him, yeah. Like I said, when I watched him against United, he, he was a pest. He was... Big, you know, you got a black eye. Yeah, I like the look of him. Yeah, he's game. Yeah. Right. He, takes, he takes the ball, he runs around, he gets tangled up with centre-halves. He's got a good goal record. Um, he just can't, he just hasn't got a turn of pace, but we can forgive him that. He's got He's got a lot of attributes. He's he's, he's good. What about the Arsenal then? Let's, let's end it with the Arsenal because we've been very used we have to... to... Well, come on, let's let's be let's be fair. You know, they've had a there's uh, enough Arsenal shit out there, do we have to? Well, you know, we've no, got to touch on it just in case. Go on, touch on it just in case. You know, I don't want to upset certain people. Um but yeah, good victory against Brentford. And it looks like Arteta is slowly, slowly shutting people up. You know, a lot of people, Arsenal fans in particular, were on the fence. Trust the process. Well, th- this is it. And you know, we, we said it a while back in terms of um, his, I don't like using the word philosophy, but I'm going to use it on this occasion. His, his philosophy and the way that things work, and everything he seems to be doing, he's getting the full backing of the board. He's getting the full backing of of Edu. The signings that he's made, all right, they spent big money, but they needed to plug holes in certain places. And I'll tell you what, letting Özil, Kalasinac, or Bamiyan go, and sticking with Lacazette, who has been a breath of fresh air for him, I think has been an utter masterstroke. No. Where's where's the seventy million Pepe gone? Where's he gone? You know, if these players were playing for United, hundred million Jack Grealish, ninety million Lukaku, seventy odd million Arsenal players—they're all poo, rubbish, and I mean rubbish for their teams. They they haven't contributed that that they should have. Jack Grealish, you know, yes, he's still there's still time for him. Lukaku, there's no hope, and it's Pepe. Where's he? He was on the bench. He was on the bench. Got to give him that. Yeah, Seventy million quid. Seventy million quid. He shouldn't be on the bench. Same with no. Sancho. But San- we were talking about Sancho like that about a month ago. But he's picked up massively, and we've we've just we've we've touched on that before. So, but a Bang Yang, I, I totally agree. With what he did. You can't have your captain and a, and a basically a pleb like that running your changing room. He had to go. So I agree with him. But you know, it's difficult for him. He's he's got a young squad. And he's getting some good results now. And, and, you know, the experienced players have let him down massively. Xhaka in one, they're getting sent off. But they, they seem to have picked it up in the last month. Didn't he turn it, the man down, Rod, at weekend when he made the substitution? Pardon? Oh. 
Pardon? Jack could turn the armband down. Yeah, he's just, he's just emo- he's an emotional dick, and he's just, he's just. Did you see that still? No, no, I didn't know. I didn't who's, see it, but it wouldn't surprise me. Just, just... Who's, who's captain of Arsenal? Uh, Lacazette. Off. Gave the armband to Xhaka. He gave it to Inketi as he was coming off, who's obviously not going to wear it, with respect. Went to give it Xhaka and he turned it down. <laughs> yeah, he's just, uh... just, you know, he's threw the armband away and he wants, and now he's turned it down. He's been sent off multiple times, but, you know, Arteta keeps with him. You know, it's you, you know when Arsenal's doing well because they've got a lot of clowns, Arsenal fans. So you see them on social media everywhere. So you, they're doing well, and we can we can see you. But um, ultimately, they're gonna they're gonna fall short to Manchester United or Tottenham. Okay, okay, because they've got I think they've got Wolves next, haven't they? Mm. I think they've got Wolves next, which is never going to be easy. Then they've got Watford away. Uh, be the same, be the same old Arsenal. Yes, they're doing well, but you know, it just won't. Ultimately, won't be good enough, and they'll be probably finish sixth, possibly seventh. Even Wolves might catch them. That's how. Mm. You know. How do you think the Saka's done this season? Given the summer that he had, I think he's done very, very well. Saka's well, done very well. Sorry, mate, uh, Smith Rowe, very, very well. Um. They've got some good young players, Arsenal, to be honest. They've got some good young players. Um, it's a pity that the experienced players are letting them young players down. Mm. All right, boys, that's it yeah. for another show. Thank you very much. That's quite interesting. But, um, good to have you back, Stel. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Big game Friday. Oh. Don't say I'm rooting for. Yeah. Not going to politics, just football. Still, come on. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about. It. I'm not talking about it. Right. I'm not talking about. Just it. Keep your phone open from five o'clock onwards. Yeah, we'll be watching. Fucking hell, man. Fucking hell. You get that kind yeah. of TV over there. You get that kind of pub football over there. I'll, I'll find it somewhere. Put it on the fire stick. No, you, you won't. You won't unless you got unless you got the the fire stick with the with the separate channels. You won't. You won't get it. You won't get it. Well, I'll find it somehow. You see the highlights on YouTube afterwards. You want to hope you win anyway, because you and Big oh, Ryan. Yeah. Oh, well, we, the the oh, thing man. is, is we we win this, and re- another result goes our way. We we sneak into the the playoffs, and we might actually have a chance of winning the league, which is weird. But if you lose, it's season over, isn't it? League season, yeah. League yeah. season, hundred <laughs> percent. But uh, it's a big game, yeah. isn't it? Fucking, are, these, yeah. are these your main rivals? These, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that why you, yeah. you get you, you you're abusive to him on on the what's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't stand him. Can't fucking stand him. But anyway, I'm not going to get into that. It's like I City fans. Go... How City fans feel against United fans? We don't feel like that against City. They still feel bitter against us. I don't know why. Not anymore. <laughs> not in this decade. Yeah, well, this is They don't win that Champions League again. It'll still carry on. We're getting Steve's a banner. Not going to buy it. Well, Steve's we're getting not it. Bite, man. We have to did you see? Did you see the? <laughs> did you see the boxing that Noel Gallagher no, and Scouser? He's like six times, Noel. Six times, six times, and he's got nothing. You know, what can he say? They'll win and he's got Derek Jador in his in his face. Certain, certain, certain. What's he going to do to him? Like certain, certain. Was Chisora a City fan? No, he's Tottenham fan. Oh, he's a Tottenham fan. Oh, okay. Tottenham, Tottenham, Tottenham. Right in his face. Like, <laughs> yeah. no. You can see where, no where was, like, that like, Where was the boxing, anyway? Where was the boxing? In Manny. In Manchester. Oh, what? The, the, Brook, the M-E-M? Khan. Or the M-E-M? Yeah. It's something else oh, now. What's it, what's, it, what's it called now? Don't tell me you've not seen the folding incident, Stel. Come on, man. No, I haven't. Honestly, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't. Come on, man. No, we no, have no, to. We have to talk about that. Touch on that a little bit. Whoever, whoever, it was the blonde girl, right? What's happened? What's actually she, happened? The, bl- the blonde girl. The first of all, right? He's obviously gone somewhere on his own, or just coming there to the toilet or whatever. So, and you, there's clowns walking about all around there. 
So obviously someone's got a grip of him or someone's said something and, and it's, it's, it made him unhappy. So he's gone to his box. As soon as he goes into the box, door shut, boom, see you later. Enjoy your night. Instead, the birds like that, 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 having a mouthful and the guys are going, nah, nah, nah. and then obviously his mum comes out throwing adders, throwing people about. <laughs> and then obviously the guy just lamps a one and then it all goes off. So but the guy was lucky because the guy's had a fire extinguisher swung at his head. And I swear to God, it's missed his head by that much. And it would have killed him. Fucking hell. So someone's. But then Foden's <laughs> ran over, then his birds grabbed hold of him again. Yeah, come here. Just soon, yeah. Soon as he walked in, the door, the bird should have shut the door and fuck off. But instead, she's at the door giving it large, blah, 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 blah. And it's all gone off. Shut the door, let him carry on. That's all he wants, the idiots. Now they've got what they want. You know, it's a big hook for all. And Phil Foden doesn't need it. Doesn't need it. Yeah, the thing is, you've got a player with so much talent, it's almost as if he feels like he's untouchable at the moment. It's That's nothing to do with Phil Foden. It was nothing to do with him. He has nothing. He did nothing wrong. But, yeah, but he doesn't he, need it. He doesn't need no, it. I agree. I agree. In, in that respect, he, if he's done nothing wrong, he's done nothing wrong. But the fact that he plays for Man City, he's a young footballer. He's, he's going to be targeted wherever he goes. He has done something. He has done something wrong on a on a on a human front. They've got a shit tail on his neck. Well, let the let the girl walk in first. <laughs> then you can shut the door. <laughs> you know, hold the door, hold the door open for your girlfriend. Your girlfriend walks in. There's no chance she can turn around and mouth off. He he opened the door and walked in himself. And walked in and told his crowd, yeah, I'm getting a load of shit here. So let, then your girl, they, let your girlfriend they, go first. Yeah. How many people were heckling him? How many people? Three. Three people. Three. So at, at what point does he think, all right, you know, I'm just going to leave it at that? Or did he think that his he boys did. will... No, but he's, yeah, he did. He's he left did. in it. He's gone into his box. It was over. And he's he gone into his box, but you can see him go like that. He like, shushed him off. He shushed him off and shook his head. And went to his box and walked in, and he was fully expecting his girlfriend to follow him like a step behind. But she decided once in the doorway, like Rodri says, just get in and shut the door to turn around and say, "Who are you calling her? Who are you calling her?" She wanted a piece of it once she had the security of the door open and her people in the box. She only needed to step through the door, and it was done. The lads would would have toddled off, but she wanted a piece. She didn't want a piece of it on the on the on the walk. But in the doorway, when she felt more more safe, she turned round and couldn't help herself. Phil was already in the box. Should have been the other way. Should have been the other way round. Is my point. And it was his mum that got a. Got yeah, his mum's come out and started effing and swearing, but literally they threw one to the ground nearly, and he's obviously not like that and just. Still, I'll send it you straight after this. Jesus Christ! You. You must be the only man in the world not seeing it. So I know you've been away. I'll send it straight after this. Chasing luggage, leave alone. Yeah, ch yeah, chasing fucking <laughs> luggage, which I finally got back. I finally got it back today. Jesus Christ. I got back, landed, and the pilot goes, uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, 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 guys, I've got some bad news. You won't be collecting your luggage, though. Are you fucking what? Because, yeah, due to operational issues, we won't be uh, <laughs> unloading the, the luggage. So I got off, gone through passport control, walked past the, the luggage section, and there's hundreds of fucking suitcases outside this carousel. So I'm kicking off. I fucking go home, do like an online report with, with BA. And um, I check on social media the next day. This woman has gone on Twitter, and she's videoed like the section where the, the luggage comes out. And there's thousands. I'm not even exaggerating. There's thousands of bags, suitcases. Some of them, like, on top of each other, a mountain of them. Apparently, people were getting on, on some flights to, like, Vancouver and Toronto, and they had, didn't have their fucking luggage put on the on the plane because they had no one to do it because of the, the, the bad weather. <laughs> fucking unbelievable, man. Who flies with British um, Airways, anyway? Well, listen, I've got cheap flights coming back, so I'll well, uh, okay. go with Jet 2 next time. No, go Jet 2, look after you. Yeah. Well, to be honest, uh, they were all right last time I went. 
Although I had a little bit of a moan because they fucked about with the check-in on the way back. So, so I won't say I won't uh, say his name, but he's he uh, he's got he's bought tickets with with um, Ryanair, and and he's ended up going pear shaped, and he'd just done a promotion thing with Jet Two. And uh, so then he's rang Jet Two and says, "Oh, you know, my tickets have gone." Blah blah blah. He says, "Yeah, we'll get your tickets." And he ended up get paying, getting the tickets. So we'll, we'll sort you out. He ended up paying about two thousand two hundred quid. <laughs> didn't give him to percentage off. Uh, I think it's Grand Canary or Tenerife, something oh, like yeah. that. For for, okay. for four four people, or was it five people? No, it was five people. Five yeah. people. Would well, you know what? on the, the Thursday before I went to Cyprus? I, I went to Edinburgh for the day. Well two days and because uh, I'm out with a mate who's a, a coach at Hibs and uh, mate that was bliss you don't show your passport nothing just take your rucksack on boom in and out that's it then you fucking where was that? Board. huh where was that it was with EasyJet so I flew to Edinburgh so with, it's oh, within yeah, the UK yeah but going to Cyprus man fucking hell they've, this, is the, this is the weird thing like you land you get off the plane did you have to do any tests and stuff yeah, so what I had to do, they're going to change the rules at the end of the month, but I had to do a COVID test that was negative within 72 hours. But the thing is, I did a, 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 I paid for a lateral flow test that morning and you get the, the results back within an hour. So I paid like 30 quid, had the test done, got my results, flew to Cyprus. But then when you land, you got to pay another 15 euros to do a test there as well. So, yeah, and the thing is with that... Out there, everywhere you go, even if you want to go to the supermarket or go to a restaurant, you need to show your your safe pass to say that you're you're jabbed or you're all right. And that safe respect. pass? What do you mean, safe pass? Yeah. So basically, we we got when you go to fly to Cyprus. I don't like I said. I don't know if they're going to change the rules at the end of the month. But when you want to, if you want to go fly to Cyprus now, you need to fill out what they call a safe pass. But it's actually a flight pass. So what you do, you go on the, the government website. You um, fill out your details, name, address, where you're staying. Then you upload your COVID pass or NHS pass or whatever. This is what I mean, uh, what if you haven't got one of them? Well, if you haven't got one of them, then at least you can do your your lateral flow test or your PCR, and you can upload that document to say that you're negative. Okay. Um, but once you land, you do another test, and then you could do whatever. But the funny thing is, when I wanted to go to the north, because the north is... Uh, occupied by, by Turkey, you need to do a test to get into that country. But they're smart in Cyprus, right? What This is what they're doing. This, this is just what I think, given how they did the test. They want to reduce the number of, the, the ratio of, of people that have COVID. So what they do, when you go to do your test in Cyprus, they don't, they don't do a swab in your mouth. They do it in your nostril, but they don't even put it all the way up. They literally do it in, in the, the, the inside of your nostril. So it just comes up as fucking negative. <laughs> so I'm like, she does it literally two seconds. I'm like, is that it? So yeah, that's it. Are you fucking serious? And within five minutes, oh, you're negative. Oh, okay, fine. Interesting. But three words, three words you need to understand. This is Cyprus. Mm-hmm. Anything that's strange or that seems different to you, that's your explanation. This is Cyprus. The speed limit on the on the motorway is 100 kilometers an hour. If you do 120, that's fine. This is Cyprus. That, that's just how it works. Honestly, it's, it's remarkable. It's, it's a great place to go, but yeah. Rodri would feel completely... I've been to Cyprus many times. I went to Cyprus like four times on the on the bounce once, to Napa. Well, that, yeah, in, that's, that's, that's Napa. That's yeah, Napa. No. Well, I've been to Paphos as well. Um... Yeah, I've been to Paphos a couple of times. Paphos is the beast most Paphos was most recent as well. Ah, I'll tell you what was strange. Went to the though. zoo there. They've got a zoo. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, went to that's the zoo right, there. Yeah. Seen the yeah. parrots and all that stuff on the stage. Pardon? A lot of locals in that zoo. Yeah. So Caged parrots. Up. They did have to have a parrot show. Remember seeing the parrot show? <laughs> Very good it was. A bird show. Very good. Well, I'll tell you what, the, the most it's on the way to the, the airport. Ro- yeah, not great. Not great. But one of the most random things happened to me on Tuesday. I went to meet up with a mate at this local pub. It, it was just, there was like three people in there. And I've gone in there 
And my mate is talking to this Welsh fella. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm sitting there talking to him and he's telling me that he's got like 50,000 Twitter followers. I'm like, really? So he gives me his at, it's, it's Richard Taylor. And he's like a political commentator. He's, he's just randomly sitting in a bar in Larnaca. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, I've just come for a, a quick holiday. He's Welsh, Rod. I never, I've, I've, I've seen him face before, but I've never, never heard, don't ring a bell, Richard Taylor, but I've seen that face, the face, yeah, the name, nothing. Yeah. Gents, I've got a move. All right. Well, I'll leave you to it anyway. Everyone watching, thank you very much for tuning in. We'll be back next week. So until next time, adios.